0: We're so happy that you're here with us tonight. So, Abuna Gregory, I mean, probably this is the first time Abuna to to come to us in this meeting, right? Yes. At at the Edge meeting, so we're happy to uh, have you and thank you for. uh, for coming, and I know Abuna uh, uh made some kind of uh, uh, not adjustment, but he is uh, his adjustment to his own personal schedule to be with us today. Uh, so we really appreciate it. So please join me in welcoming Abuna.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Absolve me. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, on God, Amen. So I know that you guys are going through some kind of series about <coughs> dating. So, and uh, today we're going to talk about how to actually approach someone, how to uh, actually start a conversation and dating in general. So, a few things that we're going to go over. So, I'll just introduce, I'm sure that a lot of what I'm going to say in the first maybe five or six slides, you heard it in the last talk, um, and, if, and maybe even we'll hear it in the next talk. Uh, so, we'll talk about how men and women are different, very short thing, being ready, uh, things to consider before asking someone out. What am I really asking for? Uh, how parents get involved. This is a big one. Um, what am I actually asking for? Uh, how to ask. I think this is the, this one is the hard, the one that we'll spend the most time on. How to actually ask someone. What stops us from asking, asking someone out? What not to do and what is rejection and how to deal with it and what and finally like not, the, not really about going through courting or the idea of dating but more like like uh, things that we should remember as we're dating and I know that I'm sure that Abuna John I haven't spoken to him will talk about this properly for his talk so this will lead into his talk although I, I don't know what he's going to talk about but I'm very sure he will talk about that okay so I'm sure that you've already heard this part you know Finding someone is not really about finding someone else. It's first about finding God. If we don't find God, if, we, if we're waiting for someone to save us, then we're, we're waiting for the wrong thing. Well, only God can save us, right? No one is going to save me. No one's going to change my situation. No one is going to help me like God can. Marriage is not a solution. Actually, I, I was a funny joke. Once uh, a father was saying, he was saying like, Every single person thinks that all of their problems will be solved if they get married. And every married person thinks that all of their problems will be solved if they weren't married. (coughs) So, finding God is number one. He is the the solution to all of our problems. Uh, I want to say this. I don't know if this was said already, but just in case you don't know, you don't have a soulmate. There's no such thing as a soulmate. Was this said of Yes. Good. Thank God. There's no such thing as a soulmate, and and this the reason why I'm going to say this is because this will lead into uh, about asking someone out, learning to be normal around others, or more specifically, learning to be normal around people from the other gender. I, I know that, and it's a, it's good that in our culture it's a bit more normalized. So, for example, I'll tell you a little story. When I was in um, I was serving in Africa for a while. And I remember like, uh, I w- we would come down and have meals. So there was like m- two Canadians and two American girls. And then there was a bunch of Egyptian guys. And I can tell right away that the Egyptian guys did not know how to act around girls. Like, like for us, it was normal. We can talk to them and be normal around them. But for them, it was like a whole different world. And like, they were just very flustered and unable to do anything. So it's very important that we spend some time in as a group with the other gender, whether that's in a meeting here today, going out as a group, being together as a group, just to normalize this idea of talking and being with people from the other gender. Finally, I want to mention that you're not going to change anyone. So the person, all of their flaws, all of their weaknesses will not get better by your intervention. You're not there to save anyone, just like no one is there to save you. You're not going to change anyone. Okay. I don't know if this was said, but this is very, very important. And this, I think, is more important for the women more than the men. So generally, men enter into relationships seeking what kind of connection? What do you guys think? What are men attracted to more, and what are women attracted to more? Men get into relationships seeking a physical connection. Women enter into relationships seeking an emotional connection. So this is super important. It has to come
0: from a married person.
1: (laughs) 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 It's very important that we recognize this. (laughs) Men are seeking a physical connection. Like... This is just how men are wired. Women are seeking an emotional connection. And the problem with this is, is that sometimes, like I'm going to speak from, uh, I'll try to give both examples. So sometimes women think that because they're seeking an emotional connection, if they give themselves physically, then it improves their relationship. Right? Because they're giving what the man wants. But they're not getting the kind of connection they're looking for. So this is not very healthy women are seeking an emotional connection. Men and women can't be friends at your age, but they can. What does that mean? So you can, like I was saying, you should normalize being with others in a group. What's not normal and happens unfortunately often is that men and women might get into some kind of relationship like texting in the middle of the night texting like oh i hope you have a good day but it's just a guy and a girl they're not in some kind of actual relationship but for some reason this becomes normal this is not healthy it's not healthy for a man and a woman to have a private friendship right and not be in a relationship you can be friends i can i can know who you are from the opposite sex and i can have a conversation with you i can be normal but i can't have a deep friendship I can't call you and say, hey, what are you doing? Let's go out and have dinner together. Something is wrong. I hope people, what do you guys think? Do you agree or disagree on that? I, was, I would expect some kind of pushback. Yes? I kind of disagree a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are you married? Yes. Okay, tell me. So if you, if you wanted to have like, um, a, uh, you wanted to go out with your friends, yeah. but your friends are all guys, so you and a friend, you have a friend who's a guy. Yes. And you guys, You just. I just want to go see my friend. You tell your husband, I want to go see my friends. Mm-hmm. And your friend is just one or two guys. How would your husband, how, how do you think your husband would take it? And before you answer, how would you think you would feel if it was reversed?
2: So the reason I'm disagreeing is because we do have that kind of reverse thing. So for me, my friend, he's my brother's best friend. He lived with us. We grew up together, literally lived with us. So he's my, basically to me, a part of my family. So when we go out, if he's having troubles and he wants to talk to somebody, he usually talks with me if he wants a female opinion or talks to my brother if he wants a male opinion. And to us, he's family, in, out of the homes he's over. So to me, it is like, I can have that kind of a friendship with him without it going somewhere,
1: kind so, so if a girl was seeking advice from your husband without you involved, how would you feel?
2: Depending on, again, the relationship they have. Like if they know each other since they were six years old or something like that, and they're 30 something years old right now, then I guess it's a relationship that's been there the whole time, right? So if it was gonna evolve to something, it would have. But if it's someone they just met, and they're like, oh, we're going out, then definitely there's a problem there. Right. Right? But again, I think it depends
1: on the situation. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Anyone disagree or agree with her?
2: That might be the exception to the rule, because, like, I think that specific person is, while maybe not a relative, it's kind of like a relative. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a sibling to her, so... Should, that's kind of like an exception to the rule, but yeah, but I think if it's not someone that, like, you've, you know, known your whole life, and it's just a friend, you yeah, it shouldn't <laughs> just be going out just the two
1: of you alone. Right, it would be good. To-
2: not being, like, anything to be of to concern, right? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be okay with that either with my husband, but again, I, that's why I kind of said it depends on the situation yes. or how long they know that person in
1: Yes. But you wouldn't want him to have a new friend that he oh, just yeah, met exactly. recently.
2: I don't know. We can go out together <laughs> <with that> friend. <laughs> but not just alone. But again, that's why I said... Okay. I guess,
3: yeah, it's the difference between generalities and context-specific. Like, there
1: could be exceptions to that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, in most situations, if it's not this, like an exception like this, in most situations, when this happens, someone has, the, the two people don't have the same vision or view of what the friendship actually means and that's a very dangerous position to be in. So I want, I want to, us to remember at least this part, I, I, when I, when I, when I share this part I share it with like as young age as possible, especially high school, but it's true all the way up, it's true all the way up, like men are seeking a physical connection while women are seeking an emotional connection and it's so important that we remember this part. And this is a generality. Okay, I don't know if if you guys spoke about this before. So there are indicators of when one should be ready to enter into a relationship. This is my personal indicators. What is my spiritual level? Have I spoken and discussed something with my father confession? What is my age, right? Someone comes to me and they're a teenager Like, this happens, unfortunately, often. They come in, they're like 15 years old, and they say, I want to start dating. This is a very obvious, clear-cut. Like, I have to explain to them, you're not of the right age. Mm. What is my school situation? Um, Have I just started university? Or am I just ending university? What is my actual maturity? When I want to have fun, what does that mean? Right? And what is my financial... And work situation? Have I started a career? Have I, am I ready? I'm prepared. And then the overall question that we should ask ourselves is, am I actually ready to be married tomorrow? Like, that's, that's kind of the view. The purpose of dating, and i not using the word dating or courting, whatever word was often used, is to be married, is to find someone to be married to. Okay. So here's the the beginning, at least, of today's topic. Readiness. You're not going to have, or most of us at least, are not going to have a meet-cute. Does does anyone know what a meet-cute is? Anyone heard of this expression, a meet-cute? Can you share it? Can you tell us? Do do you know? Yes? Yeah? What I would say is usually derived from romantic
4: comedies where you you just meet somebody at random. or some other setting and you just spontaneously connect and from there the the relationship bugs
1: and flourish. Exactly. So you're not going to have this Hollywood style, I'm walking in the school with my books and oops, someone bumps into me, my books fall, we both try to pick it up and oh my, who are you? And then, you know, (laughs) it's not going to happen. Like as much as we want this to fit into our romantic idea of our marriage, like... As a married couple, very often you get the question, how did you meet? Because they're looking for a nice story. Oh, I was, you know, and they give you like, we were walking our dogs and they tripped us over and all of a sudden, boom, who are you? You know, and all of a sudden, this is how we started our relationship. It's not going to happen on its own. You're not going to just be sitting there and all of a sudden, Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright is going to come and meet you. It's not gonna happen on its own. There is an active part from my side that I have to take. When is the right time to approach someone? So before we were talking about the personal right time. Here I'm talking about the right time when I actually have someone in mind. I have someone in mind that I would like to approach. I want to ask them. If I ask them too early, then I have to ask myself, why am I asking them out? And we're going to get to that the next slide. But sometimes I don't have the courage to ask them out. So I spend one month, three months, six months, a year, you know, and waiting. I, don't, I never get the courage to ask them out. And in my head, whether this is a guy or a girl, in my head I start developing this relationship. You know, I'm further along in this imaginary relationship than they are. So when I approach them, I already have this built up expectation of what this relationship should look like. And for them, this is the first time they hear about it. I didn't know that you were interested in me. So I have to ask myself, when is the right time? Is it too early? Because I don't want it to be too late. Am I ready to be rejected? Am I ready to get a no? And it's important to be ready to get a no because it's very likely that you will. Do we have any mutual f- friends? Do we have any mutual friends? Like, I, I I, want to ask someone out, do I have a friend that actually knows them? Right. And I'm not saying this because I think you should garner information and try to suss it out whether this is a relationship that's going to work or not, but this is a very big step or a very big part of Finding someone. Do we know people who know people? It is not the same story for everyone. Okay. This is what I tell people in confession. When they come to me and they, and they talk to me about meeting someone, the first question I always ask them, is the person that you're interested in going to lift you up spiritually? And the reason why I asked this question, because this was the question that someone told me, my father's confession told me, when I first started dating someone. And I didn't marry that person. Because the first thing they told me was, I don't think that person is gonna lift you up spiritually. I'm not saying they're a bad person. I'm not saying that they're, they're never gonna make it to their eternal life in heaven, and you are. But what I'm saying is, together, you're not gonna, she's not going to lift you, and you might not be able to lift her spiritually. And I think that's one of the most important parts of marriage. Because, <clears throat> yani, if I were to ask you, does God want you to be married? What do you think the answer would be? He doesn't care. Why? I had a So he says he doesn't care. (laughs) What do you guys think? Who else? Does God want you to be married?
5: I mean, as long as you're happy, that's
1: all we care about. Okay. As long as you're happy? I think God wants us to take any route that will lead us to Him, whether alone or with a partner. Very good. God's ultimate plan for all of us is to end up in heaven. If being single is going to be a stumbling block to my salvation, then marriage is my route to heaven. If marriage is a stumbling block to my salvation, then being single is my route to heaven. This is how we should look at it, right? So putting this in mind, is the person I'm going to marry going to be a stumbling block for my salvation? Or is this person that I'm going to marry going to lift me up spiritually? That's the question I should be asking. Do I, and this is what I, this is what I say, mean by when I say, do I actually understand what marriage is? Marriage is a tool that allows me to improve my spiritual life. Am I ready for marriage? I would rather, personally, I would have rather been single my whole life than to enter into an unhealthy marriage. I want, And I, I'm not telling you this to dissuade you from marriage. I'm telling you this to dissuade you from getting into a, a bad relationship, I want all of you to find happiness and to salve, and salvation, and I don't want you to end up in a marriage that you regret and that you hate yourself for. Any questions so far?
6: Why has this been, this sentence been very common these days? But it wasn't that common back in the day. Which one? Like, I'd rather remain single than intern I
1: didn't know anyone used to say, would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, when, I, when I tell people this, I say, don't tell your parents that I said this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> I don't want parents to get upset with me. But it's true. So I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't heard it before. Yes? What,
7: what, if,
3: what if... the? Person, you're interested in what if there's like an imbalance with the spirituality levels that you both have? Like, what if they're at, like, say, a 10 spiritually, but you're at like an 8 or vice versa, Mm -hmm. 6 or a (laughs) 2.
1: Yanni, I'm not sure how to we are all trying to grow spirituality and I think that when I say is someone is that person going to lift you up spirituality uh, spiritually I think what I'm trying to say is is that person willing to grow to begin with how much are they actually interested in spending their life with God compared to you that is if both of you and it doesn't matter what level eight ten six level of spirituality. But if both of you are interested in growing your relationship with God at the same level, at that level, at the same acceleration, let's say, then you, you, ha- you have a good fit.
4: As long as there's like an overlap.
1: Any other, yes? Sorry, I don't need to be stuck on this point, but please. is it possible
7: for two people to grow spiritually together? Or do they have to have some sort of I guess they should have some sort of foundation individually first, but is it possible if like they're both at a five, they can be together kind
1: of thing? What is the purpose of, okay, from the point of view of the Orthodox Church, what is the purpose of marriage? So I'll, I'll, I'll start off by saying the purpose of marriage in the Catholic Church is procreation, right? You should, you should get married so that you can procreate, and not procreate. procreating is a sin. That's not the view in the Orthodox Church. What is the view, do you think, the Orthodox Church of getting married?
3: establish a church.
1: To establish a church, yes. Maybe a, a different way of saying it. Establish a church or another way of saying it would be?
3: Salvation.
1: Salvation, yes. But through what? Through fellowship. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> through, through fellowship, right? I have, I have a friend. When I'm down because of my fellowship, then I have someone who I can say, like, I'm not feeling well spiritually. Can you help me? Can you encourage me? When she's down, I can notice it, and I can help her spiritually. Right? That's, that is the goal of marriage in the Orthodox Church, is fellowship, is to grow in love together and closer to God. Like, uh, Abuna, Abuna Bishoy, I think, was giving the first talk, and I'm sure that he would have spoken that marriage is a union of three, not a union of two. Right? Un- so, like, if, if, if one person is dragging the other, <clears throat> then it doesn't fit. Right, we we both need to lift each other up together to get closer towards God. Kind of to that point, maybe I'm, I'm mm-hmm. on your thought.
3: If there's different levels spiritually, it's not like one's gonna catch up. Isn't it? If if everybody's
0: growing together, there's always gonna be like a gap, and isn't that not? equally yoked
1: or something like, or is that yoke is okay we're, we're talking a lot of theoretical let's let's be a little practical let's say i want to serve right and my the person i'm interested in likes to have fun they're not interested in service right so like I, for me i want to spend my friday nights going or my Sundays teaching sunday school and for them they're not even interested Right? Yeah, they're at a good spiritual level. They go to church, they have communion, they read the Bible, but they're not interested in actually serving. And not only that, like, for them, they want to go and be with their friends on Sunday. When Sunday after church comes, and I want to go to Sunday school and teach Sunday school, and my, and my wife-to-be wants to go to, you know, I don't know, a cafe every Sunday with her friends, who's dragging who? Right? If there's no interest for her to join, then one person is dragging the other one spiritually. Okay. I hope I'm not going to get in trouble today, Abuna. (laughs) (laughs) The question that we should ask ourselves, in either direction, Why am I going to ask this person out? So I'm ready now to ask someone out. Why am I actually choosing to ask this person out? And vice versa, let's say someone is asking me out. Why is this person asking me out? Okay, so there's a lot of wrong reasons. There's a lot of wrong reasons that people might approach the situation. Some people are just... Impatient, right? I just want to get this over and done with. So I'm just going to ask someone out. That's not the right approach. Or this person looks good. I'm physically attracted to them. Like imagine a guy is asking a girl out. And the girl realizes this guy is only asking me out because he's physically attracted to me. Should she, should, should she enter, enter into a relationship? Some people are unable to be alone. Some people are unable to be alone. They have to ask someone out. They have to be in a relationship. Some people are serial daters. Like, for them, it's just going through... Yeah, next, you know, I'll date someone. I get bored, I'll date someone else. I get bored, date someone else. Unfortunately, this is very common in our church. Some people like to be chased. Some people like to chase. They like to, you know, to play the game. Ask her out, uh, show my friends. Hey, look at the prize I won. Move on. Sometimes there's external pressures. All of my friends are seeing someone shouldn't I also enter into a relationship what do you guys think
6: they can't be alone Um, like I I think about it God created Adam and Eve so there was a purpose for that can you elaborate a bit about can't be alone specifically
1: yes if the fact that maybe you're asking this question maybe for you you don't have this problem But for a lot of people, they just cannot be alone. Like they don't know how to not be in a relationship. Once they've started a relationship once and it didn't work out, like they feel like something is missing. Like, you know, there's no one, like maybe from the girl's point of view, there's no one that's taking me out. All of my friends are with someone. I want someone by my side. I, I want someone to talk to in the middle of the night. I want attention. Same thing for the guys. All of those to apply for a guy. A guy wants attention from a girl. He wants to go out for, I don't know what, I'm going to call my, my, my girlfriend. Can't be alone. He can't do it on his own. He has to have someone with his side. So when I say can't be alone, I don't mean that they want to get married. I'm saying he cannot not be in a relationship. When
3: I say the can't be alone part, it's, it, it's also kind of a, Area where it, you could have potential hazards like, y- like because they can't be alone, then it, they might be more likely to tolerate certain behaviors that are, that are like not necessarily good for them, like somebody who might be um, abusive or, or things like that, or like wrong, wrong mismatch in personalities kind of thing. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. I, mean, I think that the social media right now is putting a lot of I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on on like, both genders, and then we're seeing people who are in their 2000s and they're getting married, and uh, people in the 90s they're they're watching them they're attending their marriage, but there is a lot of pressure. But at the same time, yeah, some some people are considering the whole I need to reach my dream and then get in a relationship. And I need to have this job, I need to get this license, I need to do this. But I feel that there's a lot of pressure from the, from the family and from the outside world that, yalla, come on, you gotta do it right now. That's in the hall. I feel that it's, it's not easy because it costs you time, it costs you money, and it costs you overthinking.
1: There's definitely a right time to approach it, and there's also... Like a missed opportunity, and then there's definitely a balance to be had, and this is where, this is where uh, an appropriate conversation with your father, confession comes in. When someone says, "I want to get into a relationship," the first question, like if they're in university, first question I ask, "How long do you have left before you graduate?" Right? Someone who says, I've been, "I graduated five years ago and I've been working," you know, yeah, yeah you, you know, you're you're a little late to the party in terms of. You know, you could have started this a long time ago if, this is, if you're only starting now. And someone who says, I just entered university, is a little too early. You know, I got a five-year program. I just started this this uh, September. So there is definitely a balance somewhere. Any other comments? Yes. I'm not sure if it's a question, but the,
5: there can't be a long part of the... Um, isn't uh, not wanting to be alone and wanting to have this partnership and fellowship and friendship that you talked about a reason for approaching a relationship? I mean, it's not bad in a way. It, it should not be the only reason, but it's one
1: of the reasons, right? That you want fellowship? Yeah. But you can have fellowship with your friends. You, you, you can, yeah, I mean, when I say you can't be alone, I, I literally mean they cannot. They have no identity outside of a relationship. They have no identity outside of a relationship. They don't know who they are if they're not with someone. It's actually a very big problem. Uh, a, a person like who is suffering because they're not able to be alone could be for many reasons. They could have abandonment issues, right? So they always feel abandoned. They always feel they need, some, they need someone there. And we should. I think it's important that all of us learn that we need to be capable of being alone for at least a few hours every day, right? Yani, sometimes you're with someone and like you feel like they have ants in their pants, right? And they have to call someone, they have to do something, they have to text someone, they have to be somehow connected in some kind of um, you know, unhealthy way. I think that's what's scary.
4: Um, question, but I, I was kind of struggling with uh, understanding something that, uh, was that um, in terms of, for example, the the right timing for things, um, and whether or not someone is ready, and sort of balancing the If single, being single is sort of your path to salvation, um, or being married is your path to salvation. Sort of reconciling that, and for example, if telling someone uh, that you know you may be a little bit late to the, the game, or however, what's that? Said? Forgive me. Um, you know, being sort of in a for lack of a ready place in your life, socioeconomically, et cetera. Um, so I was kind of struggling to reconcile the two together. I was wondering if, if oops, I could elaborate on that if you
1: don't Everything I've said so far, I mean, I, th- I think if we put it in context, has to have balance. Everything has to have balance. Like, for example, if we talk about looks, you know, I should not start a relationship solely on looks, but I had need to be attracted to them. So there's a balance, right? So when we talk about timing, it's the same thing. There's a, a, there's a time that's too early to start a relationship. And there's people who are out of fear, are unable to start a relationship, so they keep waiting and waiting and waiting. They're not late, but they could have started the process if they wanted earlier. So there's definitely a balance to be had.
4: So is it, is it possible to, I guess, um, not start and and have that be still a better work healthy in the sense that it's maybe you're not ready for some like for some other reason or even if you are ready for all the other reasons i
1: think something. you need to ask yourself why I think, I think you need to ask yourself why. If you're not ready, you're not ready, right? But the, the question of why has to be answered. Am I not ready because I'm afraid? Or not, I'm not ready because I'm actually not ready?
4: Thank
1: you. Okay, parents. Parents play a very big role in dating. So you bring, you bring, you introduce your parents, this guy or this person is, in, is interested in you, and you tell your mom or your dad. Question number one. Minda? <laughs> I Right? Do we know them? Not of them? What kind of job does he have? You know this is their concern. This this is like half of the parents. This is their concern. Who are they? Do we know them? Have we known them for a long time? What kind of job does he do? What kind of job does his dad do? What kind of job does his mom do? Like this is so, this is super common. And and it's, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just want us to be aware. (laughs) (laughs) There's pressure. If it hasn't happened to you, it's happened to the person sitting next to you. How many times has a parent gone to their child and said, "What about what about this guy over here? What's wrong with him?" (laughs) Meluda, is that You know, right? You don't you don't hear that? Oh, or Theta. or they want to introduce introduce someone to you, right? I have a friend, I know them very well. We're very good friends. He has a son. Let me introduce you to his son, or his daughter, or their daughter. The worst, bad, the the most, you know, the most difficult parents are the ones that surprise you. You come home from work, from school, and you find this guy. Oh, who are you? (laughs) Da, hatishaya, mama. Right? Go get the tea. Go prepare the tea, so we can sit and have a conversation. This is the most difficult. So I'm going to ask you. Are the opinions of your parents important? Dangerous question, I know. Is the opinion of your parents important or not?
7: (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a very big difference between is
1: their opinion important, or is their opinion the final word? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
7: Those two, I think, parents specifically have a hard time separating. In my opinion, I think your opinion is definitely important. I would very much love the input between my parents because we can definitely see things with a fresher eye than I can. But at the end of the day, I'm the person spending the rest of my life with this
1: person. So I think those two are very separate things. Okay, very good.
7: To add on to that, I would just say that, at least for me personally, I think that the blessing is very important because if you don't have the parent's blessing then that could raise future issues, in your relationship between both your parents and yourself as well as your partner and yourself, which creates further fracture in raising kids, for example, or making any sort of decision in your life. So you have to start off with a good base on both sides, and that's why the blessing is important, but you also have to make sure that their opinion is not changing your priorities in the relationship that you're seeking as well. <clears throat> Very, good. Way, at least.
1: Very good. Very good. Both of what... That absolutely um,
4: are important and uh just i guess also to give a different perspective one important if not sort of central focus but a peripheral view uh, to have is, you know do our parents get along you know it's an important consider uh, important consideration not a focal point but um it's still something to consider you know um because it is looking for the future and how will we get along at various events, uh, different situations, etc. So if you're already noticing tension from the get-go, it may not be a red flag per se, but it's something to consider. That's, I think, maybe the best way to qualify it.
0: Yes?
3: Um, I believe that their opinion is important because... You're not the only one who's going to live with a partner. Your family's going to live with a partner. Yes. Your family knows what's your needs. So they would have considered that would this person fulfill your needs or not. Because they have this third eye that can tell would this person help you to achieve your goals or not. Because they've been living with you for the whole, all of these years. So if they know what you're looking for. Maybe they don't know exactly, but they have their own perspective. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is important to consider their, um, their, their uh, opinion. Because they know you more than your partner know. Maybe they know you more than
8: yourself.
1: Okay, very good. Yes?
8: So, I think it comes to, to the point where one of the two options. So if the, if our parents are with all the respect of all parents, you know, if that's the parents are super understanding and super cute, perfect. They are supporting great. If the parents are super acute, then there's something else. So I think they need to, you know, like, um, not take it like personally and like, look at the overall picture and if needed, you know, like, uh, one of the partners need to, you know, like, uh, re-evaluate it with their parents first. You know, like, put, like, a, like a development plan
5: or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> take, them to, take them to a course, like, whatever, like, something
1: that can well. Help, help and so I, I think that this question is extremely difficult to answer because it's not a yes or no answer. So this question, it depends on who, who your parents are to begin with. Right. What are their values versus your values? Um, What are you looking for in a relationship versus what are they looking for in a relationship? So I'll give you some examples. And these are extremes. Right. So, for example, like I know, unfortunately, of a person who was pressured by by their parents that they were only allowed to marry a doctor. The the girl herself was I know it's I know it's funny as we say it, but this is a terrible story, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. The, the girl herself was not a doctor, but her mom was a doctor, and she insisted that she will not bless any marriage unless the man was a, was a doctor. Finally, a doctor asked her out. She married him. The man became, was was very abusive to her. But in their mind, he's a doctor. So they ended up having a divorce, and they ended up separating. And this is what I was saying before of, I'd rather be single than enter into an unhealthy relationship. So I have to be very careful, right? I want the blessing of my parents. And the best way I can say it's like an indicator. So uh, if, if you go to the border, for example, right, and you want to enter into a country, they're, they're asking you a bunch of questions, not because of the answers, but because they're looking for indicators. You know, like, is this person uh, sweaty? Is this person uh, stressed? Is this person lying to me? Like, they're trying to figure out, to suss you out, is this person safe? And they're doing so by asking you questions, looking at your passport, seeing your body language. And you might do one thing wrong, right? But they're looking for an overall indicators. You know, overall this person is okay. So overall, I'm looking at my parents, and I somehow have to fit my relationship with them to the relationship that I'm looking to have with this person, right? So if their only priority is his job, you know, I'm not. I'm, tr- I'm going to try to ignore that part. I want their overall blessing. I want them to be part of it. They're going to. They're going to be part of my family. Like. I'm going to marry his family and he's going to marry my family. So I want an interaction, a healthy interaction. So I have to be very careful on how I approach this. And sometimes having a father confession. So I'll tell you another positive story. So someone, a girl was introduced, a guy was introduced to this girl. They wanted to start a courtship. And the girl's father said, no, he's not good enough for you. So she was talking to her father confession. She's like, I want to start this relationship. And the father confession said, He's the right guy for you. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't do this. See, this was a very brave priest. <laughs> <laughs> and he went and took he took his daughter to her father and said, The man that asked her out is the right man for your daughter. And and like, and, and the father listened, and they were, it was a, an extremely, extremely blessed marriage. Extremely blessed. Not because He obeyed, very likely, yes, it was due to that. But more importantly, that the father had a very set, you know, system of who my daughter is going to marry. And he was not able to understand or see outside that image. So the father confession was able to, as another person, able to enter into the situation and say, look, I know that you have a fixed mindset of what a man should be for your daughter, but there is other options that work very well. And he was right. Again, I wouldn't do this. I don't know about I want to put a
0: disclaimer, here so that they do not expect this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. We give guidance. Ultimately, it's your choice.
1: <laughs> OK, yes. Uh,
4: sorry for that. Yes. I, uh, Um, Do you have any recommendations?
1: No, I don't have any
5: recommendations. (laughs) 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 Um, um, If someone,
4: for example, um, doesn't have, for whatever reason, both their parents or one of their parents or uh, is in that kind of situation, do you Suggest that they lean more on the the, the guidance of their uh, father confession, um, as well as you know their extended uh, sort of support, uh, close uh, close uh, loved ones, etc. Yes. What you
1: yes. About. You can you can talk to your father confession. You can talk to, you can ask your father confession who else like if there's a close member of your family that you are that you can trust, who has the same way of thinking as you do, the same culture. Yes, there's, again, again, this is a very uh, exceptional circumstance. But yes, there are other ways of of going about this. I think you guys have good peers. Pardon me? I think you guys have good peers. No. (laughs) Thank God. Okay. So when I'm asking someone out, what am I actually asking? I'm not asking someone to go on a date, right? I'm not in high school. I'm not asking to go study and go on a date. I'm not going to ask them for a proposal. Like, this is not, like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach someone, and I'm not looking to get a firm commitment of a relationship. It's not the B end and, like, what you say now, forever hold your peace, because that's it. <laughs> You're deciding now the rest of your life. No. This is a request to find out if there is interest, if there is interest, to see if there's a possibility. Like, I don't know how many disclaimers we can put in one sentence. (laughs) It's a request to find out if there's interest, to see if there's a possibility. All I want to do is approach someone and say, hey, I don't know, but maybe there's something. Would you like to explore? No, I don't want to explore. Yes, I do want to explore, that's it. We we can explore and we can find there's nothing there. We can explore and find that there's something there, right? But I'm not asking them to marry me. I'm not asking them to have some kind of official status. I'm, I'm just looking to see if someone is willing to explore the possibility with me. That's really important. How do I ask? Okay, this is the actual crux. How do I ask? How do I actually do it? Do it. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be weird about it. If you want something you've never had, you must do something you've never done, right? So you need to build up the muster and the courage and just do it. Number one, be very clear. Don't be ambiguous. Be clear. Give an easy way out. This is really important, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Again, we're asking to seek together if there's, an op- if there's a possibility. I'm asking a question, right? And I'll, I'll say why I'm saying this, because in the next slide, I'll tell you what not to do. And I want to give them space. And I want to give myself space so that either one of us can walk away. What I shouldn't do, before I take any questions. Don't come off very strong. Don't push yourself onto someone. Don't start stating facts and reasons. We should go out because I know your friends and you know my friends and our parents are good friends and like, I have already a house and a car. No, don't do that. Don't state facts. Don't state your reasons. Don't ask Abuna Hey, Abuna, could you ask this person to see if they're willing to go out with me? Don't ask your friend to do it either. Don't start an ambiguous relationship, usually involving texting. Be clear. Be clear. And I'll I'll give you an example of that. Don't make a big event. right? Don't ask someone out for the first time and it's under some kind of fireworks under a bridge with a river and that's crazy pressure right wrong wrong way to approach it don't feel the need to answer someone immediately don't string people along don't say yes if you mean no because you want to hurt their feelings. you don't want to hurt their feelings and don't announce to everyone They said yes. Don't make a big deal about it and tell everyone, I asked her out, she said yes, he asked me out, I said yes, and now we're a couple, and everyone should know, let me change my relationship status, maybe I can have a a chastity ring on my other hand. Slow down. (laughs) Okay, any questions? Yes.
7: So, what do you say if it's like the girl interested?
1: Is she also supposed to be? A- I was waiting for someone to ask this question.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get to the next slide. Okay. <laughs> so, I want to tell you the right thing to do, but I don't want to stop you. The right, the, 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 okay, the ideal thing is if the man does it, the man should do it. I'm talking to every, every male in the room. Yes, you are the one who should be approaching the woman. Right? Now, however, there are some men who are a bit shy, and sometimes those are the better ones, and they need a little bit of encouragement. So, again, you're not asking them for a proposal. You're not asking them to be in a serious, committed relationship. You're just piquing interest, let's say. So I'm not going to say it's wrong for a girl to, to, to go through this process. However, I would highly encourage the men to do it.
6: I guess the problem they don't understand.
1: Who doesn't understand? <laughs> <laughs>
6: If the girl approaches, and they don't understand oh, the same mindset. Yes. they would feel okay. Attacked,
1: uh, or I don't know. Yes. Yes. How this they is okay. It. This is very true. So let me let me just clear out. I, I, let's be honest with everyone. Can we stop the recording?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can <cut> it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you. I share this with people who confess to me, especially the girls. Men are very dumb. <laughs> Okay, it doesn't matter what kind of sign you give them, like I know that in your mind you are being very clear that you're interested and uh, you are throwing signs as they say, throwing out signals, they're not catching them. Like let's be honest, they don't, and and if they catch them, and if they catch them, they don't know what to do with them. Like that's just how the man is unfortunately... (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's important. That's why it's important to be clear. So, for example, there was a couple that was, they were in a relationship. (laughs) They were in a relationship, but the girl doesn't know that she's in a relationship. (laughs) What what does that mean? What what does that even mean? So, she's like, I have a friend, and we're texting, and we're talking, and I'm like, it sounds to me like you're in a relationship. It's like, yes, but he hasn't asked me out. So, then I told her, (laughs) <laughs> I told her what you need to do is you need to be clear. You need to go to him and say, I don't know what's happening. Either, either we're looking, again, back to what I was saying, either we're looking to seek together if this is something we want we're interested in or we're not. And we stop we stop texting, we stop discussing, we stop going out. She was very she was very uh, like stressed. She did it. And she's like, yes. She told me, for him, it was very obvious. (laughs) It was not. To her, she didn't know she was in a relationship from from her point of view. So it made things very clear. If you are in a relationship like this, if you are, when I say in a relationship, if you are in a friendship where you are communicating with a person from the opposite gender, it means one of two things. It means that you might be seeking together, but it's not clear. Or... Both of you are wasting your time, so you need either one of you needs to make it clear. This happens so often and it really bothers me because I tell them, why are you wasting this person's time? Either you're clear that you want to enter into, again, not a relation, you're not getting married, you're just entering into this idea that would you like to seek with me if this is the right thing to do or not, or you cut it out. You stop texting, you stop talking, you stop seeing each other. What's the point? Does that mean that
3: a man and a woman cannot be friends?
1: friends? This is slide number two. <laughs> Men and women cannot be friends.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I told you, stop the recording. <laughs> it depends when, uh, we, we talked about this. It depends what you mean by friends. Friends in a group? Sure. Don't text someone in the middle of the night and say, she's just my friend. Don't text me and say, how was your day? That's, that's ambiguous. Someone is wasting someone else's time. I know, I know what I'm saying hurts, but it's true. Does anyone disagree with me?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: like, to be, honest. <laughs> be honest. Yes. <laughs>
7: yeah, I think I'd have to disagree because I also think that it, it, if there's like an extended period that you've been friends for a long time in a group setting, for example, and then eventually the group breaks apart but you're still friends, it doesn't mean that you're not able to be friends just because it's the two of you now.
1: What I'm saying is that in your mind you're just friends.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know about his mind.
7: So what if it's clear between the two?
1: It. It's unhealthy. It's
7: unhealthy to have friends of the opposite
1: gender? Close friends, yes.
7: <laughs>
1: I'm also being honest. So why
7: is, it, why is it actually unhealthy?
1: It's unhealthy to be friends with someone from the opposite sex. if you Because once you get married, what are you going to do with this person? If you're not married to that person, what are you going to do with them? Sorry? <laughs>
8: <laughs> Look,
1: you, 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 want, you want to try? You want to try? Go and try. I'm not I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to tell you, through experience, you're headed down a dangerous path. So <laughs> you could try to you could uh, Yes.
7: So, okay, you said if what happens if you don't marry them? Okay, well you don't marry them, you marry somebody else, and they marry somebody else.
1: And how do your spouses feel about your Friendship.
7: Okay, there's a third couple in the situation and everybody's friends. Is that okay?
1: Like so 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 you're going you're going to bed at eleven o'clock at night.
7: No 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 was no, <laughs> Nobody's texting. If you're married, you should not be texting another person or okay,
1: So why is it okay no. now?
7: No, but you said not to be friends, not not to text, right? Like you can be friends and not text.
1: I, I, look, I'm, I, I, you have to be it's careful on how you define slide. the word friends. You have to be careful on how you define the word friends. Yeah. Your friends in a group, your friends in this room. You go out in a group and and, and have dinner. I know you have an exception. Pardon me. That's
2: why you boundaries mm-hmm. Sure. As well, like for example, you can't text me after X amount, of, like like you can't text me after seven or whatever because I'm I'm with my family. This is my family time or. or you can't text me
8: this late because we don't have that kind of friendship. So I think boundaries also take place. Sure. I, uh, I was going to share. Oh, so what I think even though there's going to be some uh, potential from some relationship between like opposite gender and their friends, and if we said this clearly right now, maybe it's going to stop the momentum. Maybe it's going to stop that potential. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm afraid of. Because it's not like. No. Like not everybody can be. Uh, Is, like you said, Abou, I mean, not everybody can be uh, super clear, super straightforward. Sometimes it takes time. You know, like sure. in order for someone to be figuring out something, in order, you know, to be ready, ready as you what mentioned. So it takes time. So if it's that, if it's like. <speaking in> I think it's. Uh,
1: it, I think you have to be, again, I'll just say it like this. I think you have to be very careful of what a relationship with someone else looks like. That, and that, that you have no intention of getting married to. I think you have to be very careful because even though it's clear in your mind, it might not be clear in their mind. And sometimes they say something just to appease you, but it doesn't mean they're saying what they actually feel. Thank
9: you. I, was, I actually know a story where two people were, were in that scenario and um, they made it clear from the beginning that that's the extent of the relationship. And they were talking for a while and I think three or four months down the road. Um, I don't want to say if it was the guy or the girl, but someone asked a question, do you think this could ever evolve into something else? And the other person, well, he said they were flustered because they they made it clear at some point. But the other person, they just, they just hoped that with time that would change. That's Obviously, right. they were let down, and now there's nowhere on the friendship spectrum. But it happened. and it does happen, and it will continue to happen unless it's clear. Of-
1: yes, I think you. I think you have to be very careful. Any questions about the don't?
6: I guess it's not really about the don't, um, it's more about the being okay to, to, to hear the no, or to be rejected. This, next slide. Oh, okay, perfect.
1: Yeah. I just want to make sure that everyone is aware of how, especially for the guys, how to approach this question, and what is the healthy way to approach it. So again, I'll repeat, you want to approach someone, giving them the option of out, okay, and why am I saying that? We'll do the rejection now, if I can get to it. No. Okay. So rejection should not be seen as a negative, right? Rejection should not be seen as something negative. Usually, most of the time, rejection has nothing to do with you. Although in our minds, it has everything to do with me. So for example, a girl is seen to die. They haven't told anyone. Their parents know, but they haven't told their friends. And and then another guy sees this girl, and he's interested in her. So what does he do? He musters up the courage to go and ask her out. I'm interested in you. And she get, he gets a no. She doesn't want to tell him why. She doesn't want other people to know that she's in a relationship. So he, he feels he doesn't know this. He feels he, she's rejecting him. And in his mind, all he's doing is... Going over the scenario that maybe if I would have asked like this, if I would have done that, if I would have done or if I would have looked different, if it would be someone else, right so they take it very personally when in fact the rejection has nothing to do with them whatsoever she's in, already in a committed relationship with someone else. the two might be focused on completely different things, right so one person knows that this person is not right for me because He's asking me out for my looks, right? Or he's only interested in me because my family has wealth. Whatever, whatever the reason is. Point is, it has nothing to do with them. It might not be the right time for the person. It's not the right time for me. So someone approaches me and asks asks me out, I'm gonna say no. Nothing to do with who asked me out. I'm not ready. And the person who's rejecting should be very delicate and very compassionate on how to say, I don't think this is, this is appropriate. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think whatever. What do you guys think? You were going to say something about rejection.
6: No, I just wanted you to, to elaborate on it because um, I think there's a lot of fear of being rejected. That's why let's just not approach, because what what could the other person think of me or... Um, how would they take it if I say no or things like that? And I just wasn't sure how to address it.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's
3: well, more just a comment. Right? I like the picture. of LeBron
1: James.
3: Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can explain it to the girls. Why you chose
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the girls know what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
8: back again to the be clear when, when we say no, you need to give a reason. Like maybe like it's not, I'm not like, ready for the relationship now, or maybe I'm like, it, something to give
4: like, feedback instead of just rejection. So,
1: so what, what I meant by be clear was when the, the person asking. You don't, ha- you don't necessarily have to be clear. You, can, you should be clear in your answer, no. The why part, you don't have to be clear. You're, you're not accountable to the other person, right? So I'm not interested. That's clear. Why? I can give whatever reason. doesn't matter if I even want to give a reason.
4: I'm um, just curious, Luna, if the focusing on different things, uh, is it possible that that may not necessarily be clear until a get into things? But I guess could you elaborate on how to approach or that discussion or topic, uh, is it different from the initial versus a little bit into it, uh, if those kind of things become
1: clear? Yanni, yeah, if, if for example someone said no, and after, I don't know, six months the situation has changed, they should not be very, they should not wait for the person to reapproach them. They might be interested in going back to the person and saying, I said no for this reason, but now this is a situation. That, that's a possibility. I don't know how likely that's gonna that's, that is gonna happen.
4: And, then, and I guess sorry, I, I was kind of focusing on just some of the examples that looks like, like the, they only it's clear they're only interested in my looks. Because my looks, or uh, because they know my family is wealthy or things like that. Some, something like that may not necessarily be apparent right off the bat. So,
1: oh, what to do if you said yes, Yani? For example, that's the next slide. Oh,
4: okay.
0: <laughs> 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 what's, uh, could you give us an uh, example of delicate, compassionate uh, rejection? Yeah,
1: so, yeah, so uh, it, 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 from, from my point of view, n- being clear is very, is very compassionate. That's, I, think, I think telling someone, I'll think about it maybe, you know, it. that's, that's very painful actually. I think being clear, it's like a Band-Aid, you rip it off, it hurts, but it it, uh, doesn't feel pain for a long time.
0: What if the girl is not ready or did not expect it or maybe kind of surprised or shocked? Because some people are able to articulate uh, a rejection on the spot, some people might be shocked. So would it be okay to say, you know what, this is something that came as a surprise? Let me think about it and get back to you. And then maybe, maybe the key word would, the key point would be like within a day, 24 hours, kind of uh, the the there will be kind of a response back to the person. You know what I thought about it, and I think that's going to work. Very true. I thought about it; that's not going to work.
1: Yes, you have every right not to answer on the spot. Um, as Abuna said, you you are allowed to take your time and think about it whether that's one, two, three days a week, as long as you're clear and you say to the other person, I need some time to think about it, give me a week. And you actually go back after a week and not, not force the other person to come back to you again for a second time. That's very compassionate. Yes, and you're allowed to take time. You are allowed to take time. You are not forced to do anything. So i heard... Sorry, Abuna, did I, did that? Was...
9: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes heard that um, the best marriages start off with friendships um, because ultimately you want to marry your best friend to me kind of seems like a cliche to be honest what everybody says Um, but like when you're getting into this process um, is there a certain like speed you should be going at initially should you say hey no expectations whatever Um, should you try to be friends first or like Like, that's where I'm kind of confused, is like, the courtship thing, it seems like sometimes it'll go too quickly, too fast, or too quickly, like too soon, and you'll be talking about things that are way down the line.
1: So, the idea of being friends first, the friendship starts here. The friendship starts at this question, would you like to explore? This is where you begin to build a friendship. You don't have to know the other person beforehand you shouldn't go in cold like when i say cold i mean like someone walks in the room you spend 10 minutes thinking about it and then you ask them out that's 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 rough right that's too cold right you you got to think about it you got to understand who they are and you got to go through the list of questions and see like is this person going to lift me up spiritually are they the right person for me and you kind of go through a list of questions and maybe after some time you speak to your father confession and then you can approach the person right so You don't have to know them beforehand, but you have to get, once you've decided that this might be a possibility, you have to spend some time with yourself to get to know them, not know them, but know who who they are, ask about them, talk to your father confession, and then ask the question where you begin the friendship. You marry your best friend, but you find out, you usually start the friendship from this point.
9: On top of that, it's like, it's something that's always confusing me. they say the talking phase. Like, to me, it's always been, if I'm focused on one person, I can only focus on one person, kind of thing. But there are some that I can focus on a bunch, you know? Um, and they say you have to kind of extend that period, really find out, and then jump in. So, like, what's the church's view on that?
1: This is, like, a, this is, a, this is a personal... This, every person has a different answer. This is about your personal situation. Where are you in life, for example? Where are they in their life? right? This is where you get to know the person and see, am I going too fast, am I going too slow? And if you have an open dialogue with the other person, and I'm sure Abuna John will talk about this properly next week, if you have an open dialogue, you are going through this process together.
7: And what I understood from his initial question is, for example, asking questions about what you're expecting out of this relationship too soon. That's how I understood that. Like,
9: yeah, like jumping in, essentially.
7: Right, because at that point, like, you're laying out their expectations to somebody who might not, like, it might be too soon to start discussing this.
1: Like, you have you mean you've asked them out, or someone's asked you out, and then after a week, they're talking about the wedding date.
7: Not exactly, but more so, like, what do you envision for your future? Oh, like, two kids or three kids, and I want
1: to... I think you'd be surprised, like, uh, I don't know if other people who are married, but I think you'd be surprised on like this is not a contract, so you, you see if you ask someone you know how many kids do you want you can ask ingest like, it's, not, it's not like a bad thing to have that conversation It doesn't mean like oh you said five before we got married and now we only have two and you don't want any more or something you know the contract is void it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, I think it's more so towards um, that initial idea of like, being too much into it in your head like getting too ha- ahead Yes, in your head about like the relationship, envisioning that step way too early, way too
1: soon. Yes what I've yes, and that's very yes, that's very unhealthy. That happens very often, It's very unhealthy. that's why that's why if if you are interested in someone, you you go through the proper steps of finding out if you're going to ask them or not, and then you actually do it, right? You don't waste time thinking about it for six months or a year because in your mind, the relationship continues. Right? And you've answered these questions and everything for them is like it just happened now. So I, I agree with that.
2: Going back to the rejection, so you said to prepare yourself for a possibly a no. What is you know the appropriate response in that situation from you?
1: I, I'm not sure how to answer this. I think if you ask my wife, she'll say I'm a robot. So, <laughs> like for me, if someone is not interested in me, then okay, like I, I for I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I have, my emotions have stopped. Maybe so, like
2: say thank you and walk away.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe Abuna can, can enlighten us on what you did. Like I, I don't I don't. Firstly, per, I am I am unable to get emotionally invested in someone who's not interested in me. But that's just me, and I know that a lot of people are not like that. What do you think, Abuna? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, actually,
0: in my mind. Another question, or maybe that kind of a clarification between uh, knowing. To initiate versus knowing after the initiation mm. how would I know like like how would I know a person is going to lift me up spiritually uh, 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 what's the context so how how would I know them because sometimes the context might not be always clear if this person is going to help lift me up so that I would initiate so do I have to be sure that uh, and how do I be sure about if the person is going to lift me up spiritually before I initiate, or this is something that I could wait to know later after I initiate. So, so so kind of, it seems to me like there is a phase to know the person before initiation and a phase to know the person after initiation. What's the context and what's, how to do, how to go about before the initiation so that at least to make proper assessment?
1: Yeah, like... In engineering, (laughs) you know, you have the bidding phase. (laughs) And this is the bidding phase where you do a very simple exploratory, you know, investigation. You're not going to find everything out until you actually dig, right? How? So you, you can ask around, you can ask your father confession. If they know, they can maybe ask her father confession or his father confession, which I'm a bit iffy about, but it happens. You can ask if, if you have mutual friends. You can, you can notice them and go out with them in a group. That's usually like the best way. You know, you're going out in a group. People in a group tend to be themselves, right? So you see who they are in a group. You like to go to Tezbeha, Do they go to Tezbeha? Right? Uh, you like to do sports. Are they going out on group, on group sports events, outings? Things like that. But you're asking about rejection. Yani... I'm not sure if, if we've answered the question, but generally speaking, rejection is something that we should be ready to accept. I, 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 repeat your question for me, please, so that I can answer it properly.
2: I mean, I guess what should the, OK, prepare yourself to get a no, but she should be prepare yourself on what you're going to do if you do get oh. a no. And what should you do?
1: Yes. And this is where spending too much time in, uh, before asking makes a very big difference. If you spend too much time you will have a bigger emotional cliff, right? And that's why it's important that if you're actually interested in starting something, to ask at the right time. So not too early, but not wait too long. Because, yes, you're going to d- definitely have feelings. You're going to have an emotional response <clears throat> that you're not going to like. No one likes to get rejected. So you will have a feeling associated with that. It could be anger. It could be sadness. It could be both. But yes, you should expect that that's going to happen. But you will get over it.
2: But in the moment, what should you, what should
1: you do? Yanni, you should. Ex- yes, Abuna.
0: I, I, I think, I think you, you, you said, Abuna, something that is very nice is to give a way out. Mm. So while, while asking, give a way out. And uh, uh, as Abuna mentioned, that, there is no easy rejection. <laughs> but I think what Abuna mentioned, two, two things that really, uh, I think, could be helpful is number one is give a way out so I'm giving the way out and I should be expecting maybe yes maybe no and maybe not to take it personal because uh, there are many things many variables that I'm probably not aware about maybe the person is has reasons that they do not want to share with me and it has nothing to do with me so I try to mentally kind of uh, after the shock because there might be a shock each person might be different but after the shock is to try mentally to go through the reasons that could validate it's okay that the person said no maybe I don't know about their circumstances maybe they are not ready maybe they could be in a relationship that they do not want to disclose Uh, maybe they are not ready in this aspect in that aspect in that aspect so kind of the more that I give excuses for the person Mm -hmm hopefully i will not take it in a person because as i want to mention i think we should not take it as a person it's not personal i'm sure is.
1: we're gonna go yeah
0: What
8: i'm just trying to visualize like when you said like from this stage like friendship begins to play with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: you could be friends beforehand, yes. But yes. I think I was answering the question, the, the question was more like, do we, do we need to be friends before I even ask them out? No, you don't need to be friends. The true friendship is when, because what marriage really is, in terms of friendship that is, is two people being willingly vulnerable to each other. And that cannot start beforehand. That cannot start before this question. You can't, and as a friend, yes, there are some, some opportunity for you to be vulnerable. You might share you know, losses and negative situations because you, you need the compassion. But once you enter into this part of the relationship, this is where you begin to build on that further and further. This is where true vulnerability begins. There was a question here, then.
5: Um, More of a comment, Abuna. You started talking about uh, salvation, and that marriage is one of the ways to salvation. And if our spiritual life is not just a collection of cliches, but a real lived experience with God, then even rejection should be taken in the context of everything in my life is part of God's plan for my life, and I should believe in this, and I should even at a point thank God for the rejection because I believe that if I put my life in his hands, then he is choosing. So if I, if this is part of my faith as a Christian to understand that the rejection is not just my destiny in the hand of someone else, of course there is shock, and of course there are feelings, but there is also thanksgiving for God's intervention in something that might not work for, for,
1: for my life. Yes, very well put. Thank you.
8: Um, well, the only thing about like asking someone um, just based on the initial, like seeing them, it just seems like it's it's more about the looks. If, uh, if There is no friendship at all to know the person. And it also seems like there is a necessary stage at which you get to know the person on a deeper level and to know what they think about like real issues and real things. Um, so if it's just based on looks, and you start asking people out based on that, I don't
5: think that's
1: actually deep enough. Agreed with you. So we, we covered that earlier. And one of the reasons why I should consider why am I asking this person out, we, we talked about looks. And we, we also one thing I'll also add to that is even if you make that mistake, and you are truly seeking to answer the question, is this right for us, then that question will be answered in this phase. You might start a relationship solely based on looks, but if we go to the next slide, we talk about getting out of the relationship.
9: So in that initial though, you have the rose colored glasses, so you get that like dopamine hit. Like I once uh saw, Someone had wrote, they said, does love exist, or is it just people chasing the dopamine hits? And I 100% agree with that. Like, that's because... Love does exist, but when you have the rose-colored glasses on, you can't see it. It's just, oh, this person's great in every way.
1: Yeah, that's because we, we, we use the word love incorrectly. We use the word love as an emotion. We use the word love as an emotion. God did not love us emotionally. God loves us as a verb action God's love for us was manifested by him giving his life and i need to look at Christ as a man entering into a relationship i need to play that role i'm i'm playing the role of Christ in the relationship and i'm telling my wife i'm going to give you my life i'm not looking for an emotional response in our relationship Right? Because one day we can get upset at each other, but we're still married. If, it, you know, I don't leave my wife because I have a fight with her or we disagree who took out the trash or who, sh- who should take out the trash that day. That's, that's emotional, that's dopamine. Because we look at love as an emotion, not as a verb. But how do
9: you then, like, that's what I'm trying to say is during that initial phase, that's what you're seeing,
1: right? So again, we, so we're talking about when you're entering into this into this phase, you're not dating someone, like, I, I want you to, to not look at it like that, you're looking to answer the question is this are, are you and I exploring together the possibility of marriage, meaning and I have to understand what the meaning of marriage is meaning sacrifice meaning that I'm going to lift you up spiritually, and you're going to lift me up spiritually like, there isn't, like Are you going to satisfy my needs and I'm going to satisfy your needs? That's not love, right? That's lust. So that's the difference, is that we sometimes look to answer the wrong question. The world tells us, this goes back to the the problem of soulmate. Do I have a soulmate? The world tells us there's someone out there who's going to complete you and fulfill all your dreams and you're going to do the same thing for them. That's a lie. That's not what the church says at all. The church is saying, marriage, when we wear the crowns, what are the crowns for? Does anyone know? (laughs) Martyrdom. I'm giving my life to the other person, and they're giving their life to me, and we're giving our lives to Christ. This is work. This is a verb. This is not emotions. You're not two bunnies running up and down a hill. Okay, I don't know who reads your hand first. Go ahead. Kind of sensing in a lot of the discussion, uh, I
4: think it's really underscoring the importance of the first uh, uh, topic we had in the series, the the importance of being self-aware, not only with knowing who you are, your identity, but the reasons those are important, um, identifying what your goals are, what you're looking to get out of um, this type of uh, going down this, uh, or pursuing this, this path rather. Um, you know, is it something that you're just chasing as, mm-hmm. as we've heard, or is it, are you emotionally intelligent enough to be able to, for example, in the context of the rejection question earlier, are you able to, um, be able to be at terms with or come to terms with, it's, it's not God's will for me, you know, or just as like my, said last week if it's his will then it'll happen and letting go enough to be able to realize that you can take all the steps and there is still that third person involved in this relationship in blessing the the union and the, and the, the path to get there as well so um, I think that's an important perspective to have is you know am I mature enough or maybe not mature enough, sorry, am I uh, ready enough and self-aware enough to be able to handle this and be able to gauge also how best to pace the
5: the the relationship as well yes. um, and approach it?
4: Um, I think
0: in the earlier discussion of the,
4: the questions that were asked on this side of the, the room, um, I, from what I gathered, I think it was kind of how like the rest of the world sees the talking about marriage and kids and all of those things as a red flag in sort of the initial phases of a, of a relationship, how does the church sort of um, view, you know, um, how best to approach or navigate those topics, um, getting to know a person and their goals, their expectations without scaring them off as the rest of the world sees those Yes. things? Maybe
5: if if could shed some light
1: on that, maybe that would uh, best inform yeah. you know, the discussion. the the way that the Church sees marriage is very different. And I think that's, that's, that's important, Yanni, you know, when we talk about scaring off. If, if, we're both, if we're both entering the relationship, understanding that marriage is a, a, a sacrifice. I'm, I'm, I'm here to sacrifice, and you are here to sacrifice. right? I'm not here to receive, I'm here to give. And that, and that happens from both sides. Where is the, which, which is the complete opposite of what the world tells us.
3: Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So, i have going to say that man and a woman cannot be friends. I don't think you're going to make some changes. No, no, no. I agree, actually.
0: It's it's a little bit hard. Danny. It's a
3: little bit hard to be friends. With. It's it's a little bit hard. Best if you really want to start a relationship and you're not pretty sure, I have to say, and have this anonymity. It, know, it, it, it depends. I mean,
1: it's, it's not like we're in the 1980s. Sure, I, so if, if, you, if you're not sure, you need to understand yourself and figure out why are you not sure. Am I not sure because I'm insecure? Do I have a fear of rejection? Am I, am I worried about finances? Am, it, the, those, that question is very personal. I think well, I'm not, not sure about because I don't know what's, what's,
3: what's her point of view. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean. Oh, I mean, yeah. do, do, do you know the famous Wayne Gretzky quote? Yeah. Right, you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. You take your shot. If she says no, that's it. You move on.
3: <laughs>
1: you want to you want to for sure get a no? Don't ask her.
9: I think, I to say, how, should, how would you know if this is the right person to ask? Okay, how much time should I invest before I take the step and ask him out? I think that's strange, I think that's yeah, yeah
1: exactly. This is a discussion between you and your father, confession. So it's different for each person, right? It's, it's going through that list that we, that we that we showed here. You know, why am I asking this person out? Right? Am I asking this person out for her? Is, is because I can't be alone. Her looks. Uh, I, I, I can't stop. I, have, I like to chase, I have all my friends, if I ask these questions to myself, if, if I'm spiritually ready, and I'm at the right age, and I'm done school, and I'm mature, and I'm ready financially, one of those things is missing. That's why you're not, you don't feel ready. So if you pinpoint one what, what those things are, then you can deal with it. If you just say, I'm not ready, you won't be ready forever. Yes.
4: Okay, so I want to come back to a point that was brought earlier about
1: like, jumping the gun on some of the questions and getting some information. Wouldn't it be better, like in the first few weeks, to get the outline of main things, like how we're gonna have the money, how we end family, how many kids, how we gonna do private, trying to invest in private schools versus Catholic or like, public schools and stuff like this ahead of time before we get like, very emotionally invested in them maybe accept
3: something and one won't be happy with it
1: during marriage because it yeah. spend a lot of time. 100% and that's in the, that's the this is the, this is the next phase so this phase is the phase before that this is the i want uh, how do i ask someone out how do i start this process i uh, john will talk about the wonder john next week we'll talk about <laughs> this phase to
0: make sure keep you coming. I mean, yeah. This is a, a very yeah. small
4: point, something that was discussed a few weeks prior, a reminder like sometimes there are deeper uh, roots to why you may be, I don't want to say obsessing over something, but overthinking things or thinking too much about something. And sometimes it may you know, be best to seek the help of a third party to help you sort of reason those things. So
1: I, I would agree with you. But generally speaking, a, a lot of your a lot of friends are bad, are bad options. Like a professional, I mean. Yeah, you want to go to a professional, sure. Yeah. You want to go to an older servant that you trust, sure. A priest, sure. Quoting to your friends usually is a, a good source of bad advice.
7: <laughs> I think that's a very interesting thing for you to say because you also heavily emphasize the importance of asking around about the person. So how is it that you can trust other people's opinions but you can't trust your friend's opinion?
1: So I'm not asking around, you know, is this person right for me? I'm asking around like, you know, is she seeing someone? Right? I just wanna I I don't want to embarrass her, right? Who is she? I I, I can ask someone, do you know her? Have you who is she? Oh, she's she's visiting from out of town. She's whatever. She's going to university. She's graduate. I, I just know basic stuff. When <laughs> I could tell, okay, for a guy, how does he know he's serious about a girl is when he doesn't care at all what his friends think. When a guy really cares about what his friends think, he's not serious about the girl. He's serious about impressing his friends, right? So like, if, if a guy is willing to ask a girl out, he knows that she, he's right for her. He couldn't, he doesn't, for him, it doesn't matter what his friends say. Right? That's, that's what we normally see. His friends can tell him, you know, you could do better. Maybe he can. Right? But he's actually serious about this relationship. A friend who is going out and saying, look what I got. Look at my girl. Look at that. That's not a person serious about a relationship. That's a person serious about his appearance in front of others. Okay, so I'm going to go over this slide. Abuna, will talk, uh, next week, will talk more about this. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if we have this in the back of our mind, when we're being asked the question or when we're asking the question, it helps. So it helps us when we want to say yes or no to know that in the next phase, we're going to be honest. We're going to give ourselves to each other. We're going to share, not physically or heavily emotionally, because we always want to be ready to come out. And I know that sounds very pessimistic, okay? But I would hear the word Costco. Do you know why I wrote Costco? Why? Sample? Sample? No, <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. So, costco sure? return
5: <laughs> very good
1: you, you walk into costco you want to buy the chicken from the back that's only ten dollars yes. and you come out with a, with a four hundred dollar coffee machine because in your head you say to yourself if i don't like this machine i can just return it costco will take anything back right and that's psychologically really works it's, it's really worked for costco Extended a warranty on the tv <laughs> right and it really works for us too right so if we're honest and we're ready to come out like I'm not pressured into this relationship like I want to be honest I want to feel like this is the right thing to do right and I I'm, I'm honest and if it doesn't work out you know what it doesn't work out but if it works out it works out so you're you're looking to seek and find the right person you're not working you're not looking to make a deal you're not working to complete the task right you're looking for the right person and oftentimes, unfortunately, it happens, and this is the best time to find out is during the courtship is you might not, what you see might not be what you get, right? The person has put a big facade about who they are, and you begin to finally understand who they are in the courtship, and you should be ready, ready to pull out and say, that's not what I thought I was getting myself into. Better now than, than after the marriage. Better now than after the marriage. And I put this question, what is closure? Because, and I know Abuna will talk about it better next week, but for me, closure is a bad word. Why? Because so often, when people say, I ended the relationship, or the person ended the relationship with me, but I don't have closure. I just want to know, I want to have closure. What this really means is, I want to figure out a way to change their mind. I want to try to manipulate the situation, so that it goes in my way. And unfortunately, that's what it usually ends up trying to happen. So someone will not want to end a relationship or will not want to approach the other person and discuss because they say, I don't have closure. Closure doesn't exist. You're never going to get closure. Because what you mean by closure is, I don't like how this ended. I want to change it. So I'm done. Anyone have any other questions before uh, we close?
0: Well, okay. I wanna, can I, may I clarify something and you correct me, please?
1: I won't correct you. I wanna no, follow <laughs>
0: <laughs> And it's about the friendship, uh, the friendship <laughs> thing. Maybe, may, maybe my understanding from what you said: no close friendship, but friendship as acquaintance and as being together in a in a trip, yes, in a in an activity. In a meeting, this is this is the the service. This is the type of friendship mm-hmm. that might allow us to know one another. How does the person interact with other people? How does the person serve? How does the person go to teshvah? Uh, Goes to church. Mm-hmm. But my understanding, no no friendship as no close friendship, no texting in a in an inappropriate hours or in a late hours. No regular checking on one another while not having. A a clear boundary for the relationship. So basically, no close friendship, but this does not exclude going together on a trip, having an activity, being together, whatever is being facilitated as through Mm -hmm. a community. This is something that helps us to know one another one way or another that could prepare us for the next step step for
1: initiation. 100%. Abuna, you said it much better than I would have put it. Yes, 100%. You ask Abuna now.
6: <laughs> <all closure> <laughs> um, so what would you say if, like, let's say, um, somebody was surprised and they were asked from the other person uh, to go out or to start to explore. Um, and then they said, OK, let me think about it. And we said it should like be a couple of days, a week, and then you know, go
1: back to the person and say yes or
6: no. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if the person doesn't come back? Is this? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's very in, uh, inappropriate. Yeah, so you can, you can. Yes, you can go back and talk about it. I know that it would be very difficult to, to do that, but yes, that's not that's not what I meant by closure. Yes, that is, that that's that's the right thing to do actually. That's being clear. Any other questions? Yes.
5: I know we talked a lot, and I know that uh, whatever comes out of um, a much older person like me may not uh, be very appealing, but I'm a big advocate for marriage, uh, and for love and friendship in marriage, and uh, my husband is truly my best friend. Uh, So I, I just want to say, and I really hope again that it doesn't come as cliche, that despite how the world portrays love and marriage as very beautiful, and we say that Christian marriage is a cross, and I hate it when we Egyptians sometimes jokingly say da because I don't think this is what aguna meant by a punishment. Salib is a, a, love, a loving and sacrificial relationship that's coming out of very deep love and fondness, and I think that there is beauty and that it's a journey that is worth living only if Christ is in the middle, and um, I just wanted to say
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed.
5: Because sometimes I feel that uh, it can sound a bit intimidating while this is not that intention. Yes, agreed.
0: Thank you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Any other questions or comments?
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank for you. Good 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 good. Good. Thank you. A so uh, wonderful presentation, and uh, that helps us to clarify uh, uh, many aspects about the. Uh, 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 relationships, and especially to pursue uh, initiation in a safe way for all parties. This is this, this is the advantage, like uh, relationship uh, 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 that's ultimately going to end up in uh, like marriage relationship or just whatever friends, no close friendship, just friends, <laughs> as 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 mean, as as meaning brothers and sisters. Then the same community need to need to uh, uh, consider safety of emotions and safety of and the well-being of each and every and every person uh, uh, that could engage in a, this. These are kind of um, uh, facts or rules of the game. To uh, is that we need to uh, get out there and take the initiation. We need to do the proper assessment for my own maturity. Or the other person's uh, readiness as well or compatibility and how to approach this in a in a safe way in a way that does not really embarrass the other person or does not really or the response does not really uh, embarrass the person who initiates so that it goes in a in a in a good Christian fellowship that really uh, helps all people involved so again thank you very much